0: Hey everybody welcome to another episode of gun freedom radio where we engage we educate and we inform i am one of your hosts
2: cheryl todd and i'm the other guy dan todd right (laughs) that's true yeah that's who i am hey we're doing a series called american talking about the can do spirit that is part of our american dna
0: Absolutely, so much of our lives have been just turned upside down through this coronavirus season right this this uh, uh, covid nineteen and we're hearing all kind of stuff about where we can't go and things we can't do, but we're interviewing some experts during this series, and they're going to talk to us about ways that we still can grow and learn train and connect and expand our freedoms in ways that maybe we have not even thought about before. So our guest today is Alex Lanshee. Alex is a student of and holds a degree in psychology, I was going to say psychology, philosophy. He is known as the Warrior Millennial and is the author of the book, Anatomy of a Warrior, the Seven Virtues All Warriors Must Live By to Successfully Protect and serve, welcome to the show, Alex.
1: Hello, Cheryl. Thanks so much for having me on
0: absolutely um so it was so easy for me to to say degree in psychology because that's kind of my <laughs> gig right the, uh, holding a degree in psychology, but philosophy and psychology really have a you know a lot to do with one another. that whole idea of you know expanding how we think about things and and right. uh You know, you have actually written more than just this one book. And you are fond of breaking things down into those identifiable elements (laughs) and lists. And off off air, we were talking about how in the firearms community, we can help welcome and empower the millions of first-time gun owners. Uh, And you mentioned that, that they, and we, can make, or maybe should make a virtue checklist. Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah. So most people are probably familiar with goal setting lists. You know, I want to earn X amount of money this year, or if I'm an athlete, I want to score X amount of points a game or, you know, whatever they you know, do to set goals. And it's very similar to that, except it's about acquiring virtue and not about earning an income or scoring points in a game. So, in the book Anatomy of Warrior, we go through the top seven virtues that 120 interviewees mentioned. They're all people from like police, military backgrounds, people who've been there, done that, had to protect human life, you know, when real consequences are at stake. And so, we interviewed them and we got them to boil down the top seven most important virtues. If we were going to clone the perfect protector, or if you were going to hire, you know, a bodyguard team to protect your family, what kind of virtues would you want those people to have? And so, the book goes over what those virtues are. And you should make a list around those and figure out ways. How can I acquire courage, fortitude, love, you know, be more just, have more temperance, which is self-control, prudence, and also faith. What do I believe in? So you would do the exact same kind of stuff you do with goal setting. Like, you know, how they tell you to do like first person and make it specific and set a, a date for accomplishing it. Go look up any normal way you'd set a goal. But instead of making it about income or points in a basketball game, in how am I going to acquire courage this week set an exact timeline I'm going to do this it's courageous so maybe you have something you know you should be doing you've been avoiding and that could be anything it doesn't have to be firearms related but doing it is what builds the virtue and you have to actually do it in order to become more virtuous and so that is what most people should do at this time because you have a lot of free time now if you're not going to work Where's this
2: free time at? I know. Well. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I, heard, I heard the rumor that don't. we have some free time, but I haven't seen it.
0: That's so true. I mean, even though uh, our, our schedules are different, uh, the whole idea that our kids can't go to school, there's a lot right. of pluses to that you know there's more family time there's more time mm-hmm. to, to teach them our values and our virtues and things like that but um there's huge hunks of the day that we now realize oh okay we have to teach them so, right.
2: so yeah <laughs> well so, yeah make
1: them you have kids make them with your kids you know get anatomy of a warrior go through the book look at what the protector said and again some on my opinion, it's 120 different people who've been there done that and so argue with them if you like but um make the list because you can only get what you want out of life. If you have virtue anyway, and we'll talk later about how that ties into Mm self-protection, but you can't be a good warrior. If you don't have certain types of virtues, you won't make the sacrifices necessary. Now in our current situation, you know, if you got to help people, we need you to have a certain kind of heart for that. And so how, what is your heart is what virtue do you have? That's your character.
0: You know, a lot of times I think people hear the word virtue and they start thinking, oh boy, here comes the sermon. Somebody's going to preach at me about well, something. Well, a lot of
1: us probably need some of that, but I know what you're saying.
0: <laughs> I am not going <laughs> to deny that. Um, because
1: one of the virtues is humility. So if you're feeling like, oh, I don't need to be lectured to, not enough humility. Get some humility.
0: I love that. But it isn't necessarily um, perhaps a spiritual uh, journey. Um, but, but even if it is a spiritual journey, it doesn't have to necessarily be specifically Christian or specifically Hindu or specifically Jewish or those kinds of things. You're talking about examining one's self, right? And where you want to go. Cause you were talking about goals.
1: Yeah. Ultimately I think people, and we're going to get to that at the end about, um, question three. So I'm going to like, hold that for the end Mm -hmm. but so compartmentalizing all of the faith questions um you can pursue virtue on your own goal setting Mm -hmm. but ultimately it's good to have a uh, cohesive worldview where that makes any sense because where the philosophy background comes in is if your ultimate view of reality is like i say in the book if you if your ultimate view of reality is nihilism for example you're not going to pursue virtue because nihilism as a worldview doesn't give any meaning or value mm-hmm. to pursuing virtue. And, and nihilism so is. Yeah. For those who don't know that it's from Latin. So it's nothing ism. You don't ultimately believe there's any real meaning or purpose to why you're here, what's happening in the world, etc. And if you take that worldview, you're not going to be as inclined to be a protector, to join the gun community, to, strive for all these self-protection goals because what's it for mm-hmm. what's the point and so Absolutely. if you don't have a little bit of that the background questions or if you haven't at least thought about it then it'll seem kind of pointless to like well why would i make sacrifices to be more courageous or gain humility or to show love to someone because what does it really matter And if that's yeah. your philosophy then we got to go back a step and try to understand why you're at that point before we can start talking about make your virtue list
0: well that's the truth right there um, so you are an avid reader of J.R.R.
1: R. Tolkien, or is it Tolkien? Right. I always forget. It's, yeah, you just say it quick. It's Tolkien. <laughs> Tolkien. It's <kinda> like, <laughs> there's a more subtle pronunciation in there, I'm sure, because he was born in South Africa. But if you're an American, we just say Tolkien.
0: Tolkien. All right, make <laughs> it simple. Um, so, of course, he's the author of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Yes. And one of the most amazing things about Tolkien is that he created... <laughs> A language like he the did. dude created an entire
2: language.
0: Oh, I see, I didn't know that. So, yep. philosophy and linguistics are important in helping communicate ideas across cultures, and too often, the gun culture, whatever that is, because I think we have a lot of mini cultures within the larger set. Is misinterpreted right. by people who don't share our values. So, how can we use language to better uh, to help people better understand our culture and our reasons why we own firearms? Because I think a lot of times we we do the wrong thing, <laughs> like we make it harder right. for people to understand us right. rather than drawing them in.
1: Right. Some good stuff to start with is understanding as we were going to say the beginning, human psychology and um, personalities. Some people really love hearing just the facts, ma'am, and nothing else. And that's all they care about. Mm. Other people, you, if you don't touch the emotional center, they don't hear you. It doesn't matter what kind of facts you're throwing at them. If they think you don't care, whether that's because they don't hear it in your tone, You don't see it in your body language, whatever the reason is, if they are not getting, it's not being communicated to them that you care about them or about human life or whatever the circumstances, then you can have all the facts you want. They aren't really going to be reached with the argument. And so some people in the firearms community, not all, but some, uh, can fall into the trap of only throwing facts at people Mm. and they don't, and sometimes they really get real vehement and standing up on the facts and they don't always do a great job of making people think that they actually care about human life because we'll get accused of how can you want to hold on to your guns after something like parkland for example Mm -hmm. you care more about your tool your object your your precious right to own something than you do about dead kids you know that's like the narrative some of them will throw at you and it's like well if you just say yes i care then you just agreed that you care about the tool more than you care about people. Right. So you will not win that argument with them after that,
2: Alex. You just taught me so. I've been married 35 years, and I just learned something today. No wonder Cheryl can't hear me. I just give her the facts.
1: Okay, <laughs> me, I got if you're that, smart.
0: It's, it's true. But one of the facts is yep. you love me. So. if you're smart,
1: like Dan just figured out, this applies to everything: marriage, sure, the firearm debate is broad spectrum. This hits everything. But yeah, so you have people have to know that you care. Number one. And so the language you use is important. The way you do it is important. Um, so I think a lot of the firearms people would do good to examine how they sound, what their body language looks like when they're delivering it. But then again, other times you have to make people realize, because uh, what I won't say of certain political side, because it really doesn't matter. It's really truth or non-truth is the only real division. You're either telling the truth or you're not. It's either right or wrong. It's either good or evil. And so when people are trying to make arguments about what to own, what to buy, should you like guns, should you not, if you can't show people that owning firearms for self-protection is true, good, and beautiful, it doesn't matter. They're not going to care. And so, because that's innate. Everybody innately pursues at least what they think in their mind is true, good, and beautiful. Sometimes they're wrong about what is true, good, and beautiful, but at least that innate desire is there. And so you have to make them understand that the pro-gun side is not pro-gun. It's pro-self-protection. You mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. care about the firearms because they allow us to keep our loved ones safe. Mm-hmm. So I actually am coming from a place of love, empathy, compassion, et cetera. But if you just stand on, look at all the all the data says that the you know, zones are, you know, the, uh, and you just keep doing facts, they don't hear it. Because so they it haven't weird. heard once that you actually care about people. Right. So if we have somebody
2: on defense, then the best way to handle that is to find out what their needs are, what they're they're thinking in their mind before you start spraying off, well, you need this, you need this, you need that.
1: Yes. Yeah, Dan brought up an excellent point there. Care, If if we get so focused on what we want to say and that's not virtue from anatomy of work. We need to care more about what they need because if it's about communicating truth, that's what you'll do. If it's about... You winning the argument, then you'll just say whatever you want to say because I know that it wins the debate. It's like, well, but do you actually want them to have a actual values change? Because they have to switch from, maybe they've never really valued owning firearms because what's deeper than that? They don't really accept responsibility for their self-protection. That's why they don't see a purpose to a gun. Well, you don't need it. There's police and there's blah. Why do you need it? It's like, well, because it's, it's my job. It's a moral duty. For me, because I care about my family, friends, loved ones, country, that I have to own it and train if I'm going to make that choice because I need to be able to protect them. But they have to hear that, not the facts say and the data shows. And according to the CDC, no, nobody cares if they think you don't care about people.
0: You know, that's so true. And um, we own a gun shop, AZ Firearms. And right. through this season, we have uh, served more brand new first time gun owners than oh. Ever before we yeah I bet uh, what's so interesting about this and Dan can probably speak a little bit uh, more to this than I can because he's in in the office more than Mm. I am right but um, in some past times when there's been let's use air quotes panic buying um, (laughs) there's been Uh, It's been less thoughtful than what I've recognized this time. It's like, oh, uh, President Obama is going to take my AR-15, my ability to own AR-15. So people just rush in and they buy the thing because they're afraid that tomorrow they won't be able to get it.
2: There's a difference there. The difference between the panic buying in the past is that we had people that were afraid they weren't going to ever be able to buy a gun again. Whereas now the people that are coming in, they're more worried about how can I defend myself? It's, it's not about having 10 guns. It's having one gun to protect my family, but they're scared. They don't know what to do. They know they need to buy a gun. And so they walk into a big box store and they're not getting their answers. Uh,
0: Which I with, think is right. a metaphor mm. for the the bigger right. picture that we're talking about with you, Alex, is that, you know, when, when they're not having their, their questions answered or their immediate need met, um, they get frustrated. They do. And so if we can take that microcosm of, well, how do, how does somebody, not that everybody that's listening owns a gun store, but right. how does somebody that, um, you know, works behind the counter at, at a place that, you know, it's a very unique set of information and skills and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, how do they communicate that? Well, if you're serving and you're teaching. Rather than just selling um, right, how do we expound that and talk to the larger populace about you know you know we 're not shoving anything on you, and I think a lot of times it comes across that way we 're not making everybody go and be a gun owner we 're just asking right. the other side to not take away and try to make us all non gun <laughs> <laughs> right, right.
2: Well I want Alex right. to be most of the talking here but I think the problem is it's, it's not for the gun shops to do. We need to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's the neighbors that are questioning right. their friends about guns and and finding that's where it needs to start because they're going to touch a lot more people than gun shops are. That the neighbors first, family and friends, then when they come into the gun shop, they need to have that extension of value we care about the person that's in the store buying the, the item more about that than the sale of the product. Mm-hmm. That's what we need.
1: Yeah. One of the things I was just talking about with a friend recently who, uh, from the Willard and Women, Cheryl, mm-hmm. was this, the culture of usually what happens is anyone who really has the truth, the people who don't like truth, the people of the lie will pressure the people who know the truth on any given topic, to, I was talking yeah. to someone we met at the well-armed woman and we were talking about how people who know the truth just need to not back down. Mm. You have an opportunity to, as Dan said, talk to your neighbor. Don't poo-poo what the truth really is. It doesn't mean you're mean to them. It doesn't mean you call them a bunch of curse names or whatever, but when they talk about stuff and you know it's not true, they are saying what they think is true with confidence. Why don't you That is so Why do we have to back down from that?
0: And and don't we all the time? Because we feel like we're being argumentative, perhaps. We do.
1: Or we're being mean. Yeah. Not being tolerant. Tolerance is not a virtue. You will notice in this book. Tolerance is not mentioned by the hundred and twenty people that we interview because it's not a virtue.
2: That's it's hard though, because there's some people that are so set on their ways that they just hate guns. I mean, yes. I go to a lot of people's houses because I do estates and things, and I have to be really be careful because I'm in their home. I'm yes. it in their home. Yep. But how, it, the biggest challenge for me is trying to figure out how to go under them and bring them up rather than fight right. them. And that's, right. that is a challenge, but it is. You know, I don't want to be right. I, I don't necessarily want to prove them wrong, but I do want them to hear my side of the story, and that sometimes can be difficult. So maybe people just think, oh, it's, it's too hard. I'm, I'm not going to try to talk to that person. It's, it's not
1: worth it. Yeah. Well, prudence is one of the virtues in Anatomy of a Warrior. And prudence would dictate that when people really show you that they don't want to listen, you move on.
0: Mm-hmm. You That's
1: cannot true. waste your time with everybody because there are other people that really are going to go, you know, Dan, I've never really heard a real good argument for guns. Do you have one? And they're actually curious. Right. Then you spend time with that person. But other people, you're right. They are hopeless in that sense they have already made up their mind at least at this time we get so focused on absolutes like as if 10 years later they couldn't change their mind but as of today they might be dead set and we're not changing them today right so be patient don't keep pushing it because then you will ruin it with that person potentially just back off five years later they might have an incident that happens to them and they go you know dan cheryl someone tried to break into my house like last week. And I know you've kind of been gun people and I don't really know anything about guns. And now I think I might need one, but well, five and, years ago, they weren't ready to hear that. And, and, and that's so how we millions, also have to be patient.
0: And that's how millions of people found themselves in the middle of this COVID-19 thing. Yes. And so, um, you know, I've had people reach out to me that I went to high school with, you know, right. that they've never,
1: never been gun People
0: never. And they, yep.
2: And question but, why we are. They you know? they, <laughs>
0: right. may, they may right. have, but I think that uh, because they could see that we are not browbeaters. Dan and I and our staff, you know, we are. You know, we're educators. We, um, you know, we keep that open hand way of communicating that we were a safe place. To kind of start, you know, with the text or the Facebook message or something like, ah, you know, I'm I'm feeling this thing and I I kinda think maybe it's time for us to get a gun. And they knew they weren't going to be ridiculed, made fun of, right. um, you know, put down because they don't know the lingo, they don't know what the tools, right, right. you know, the different calibers none of that stuff. And so that's how I think if we, if we on the side that are, you know, pro self defense, as you said right? Mm-hmm. Not pro-gun, pro-rights, nope. or pro-self-defense. Our virtuous people, you know, where we're more concerned with with making ourselves good people rather than looking over the fence and trying to force others to do X, Y, or Z, right? Then, Then I think we're a safer place for them to come when they truly, they don't know, but they'd like to know.
1: Right. All the, all the pro self-protection people need to be patient and realize this is a lifelong battle. And I mean, like with the people you're trying to win over, they mm-hmm. can be 100% against you today and in favor of you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But if you break the bridge, if you don't use the language of compassion, empathy, care, proving to them that you do this because you actually value human life, if you don't set that foundation, if all they ever hear you do is facts, 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 and the way you present it is very aggressive and, Uh, you know, seems like you don't care about what they've gone through or whatever, or even you are outright dismissive of some of their experiences, they're not gonna come back to you even if they start thinking, maybe I do need a gun. They're not gonna come back to you because Mm -hmm. human pride often will prevent us from going back to someone even if we know they have the right answer because they hurt us. (laughs) So true. Hurt us. And so we're not, you have to work with human nature. Now, should they do that? No, they should humble themselves and come back. But most people won't. And so if you want, really care about them, if you love them, virtue number two, then you have to do that. And you have to plan long-term because love thinks long-term love endures all things. Hmm. It doesn't just live in the moment. Mm -hmm. So you have to think long-term like that. Well, I'm planting a seed today. If I don't do it the right way and do it in the right soil and put the right amount of water in, it's not going to grow. They're never going to come back 10 years later. There's going to be nothing. There's no fruit. 10 years later, it's still a barren Dry patch of land.
0: Absolutely. So, understanding philosophy, getting back to um, something that you are passionate Mm -hmm. about and and well studied in, it requires the ability to hold multiple possible truths open in one's mind at the same time. It also requires something I think is not um, common enough, and that is critical thinking skills to allow the logic train. To, to follow that logic train to the most reasonable conclusion and solution to any issue or problem what can people do during this time of quarantine life <laughs> to begin studying a new way of thinking about the world around them especially when you know we spend so much time looking at the media the news and everything is sort of prepackaged this is what you're supposed to think. This is how you're supposed to, you know, and and I, I think it's just even harder now um, to to be a free thinker. So go on with with what you would
1: suggest. Well, number one, people need to stop watching the news. I mean, at, at this Virtue point, number eight, point, stop. You know, I'm not. I won't be mean to anybody, but at mm-hmm. this point, if you still think that anything that's even remotely mainstream is ever telling you the full truth about anything you are under a delusion. I'm going to break you out of the spell right now. No more spell <laughs> because they have you under a spell. If you think that it's not true, it doesn't mean not one word of truth is ever spoken, but the overall package of the whole thing, they have been proven to lie so many times. It is time people. It's time. You, and what this all comes down to is your self responsibility. Mm-hmm. You need to take ownership over your own mind and your own thoughts Quit letting CNN or Fox or any other major news stream give you all of your thoughts. And I get it. It's comfortable. It's so easy because you don't have to do any work. So it's very tempting to do, but you gotta stop that now. Otherwise, you won't get to the big questions. So right now, what should you be doing? You, especially if you haven't been at work, you've had a lot of opportunity, and it is an opportunity, to ask yourself the big questions in life. Maybe you haven't done that in a long time. So what are the four big questions? Where did I come from? why am I here? How should I live? And where am I going? If you haven't asked yourself those questions in a long time, it is time to turn off the news, go find a quiet place and really examine that because that's what matters. At the end of the day, are you pursuing a whole path in your life that doesn't even matter? That you don't even really care about or doesn't add any value to anything? How would you know if you've never asked? So and run some through those of us, again.
0: Yeah, where did I it's come where, from? Where,
1: yeah. Where did I come from? Everyone knows you came from somewhere. And I don't mm-hmm. literally mean, well, I had parents. We all know you had parents. Where ultimately did you come from? Mm-hmm. Why are you here? Do you have any purpose? That goes back to nihilism. If you say, no, I don't have any purpose, that is going to drastically alter how you live and what your trajectory of life is going to look like.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: figure out. Why am I here? How should I live then? Mm-hmm. And that logically follows from why. If you don't know why, you're not going to know how you should live. How is the mechanics? It's like, if you don't know why you're building a car, you can't ever get to building the engine. Mm-hmm. So That's you have accurate. to know why you're doing it. What's the blueprint? What, why am I going to pursue this path or strive for that virtue? Or what do I believe in at all about where I came from and ultimate reality? These are important questions. And the last one is where are you going? In life and afterlife. Mm. Do you even believe in an afterlife? Like you have to at least entertain these questions if you don't you're as socrates said you're kind of not really being an optimal human being Mm. we're we're the creatures that can do this the animals can't ponder this stuff they don't have to care about where they're going where they came from and why they're here we're the only ones that can so you may as well take advantage of that be rational think about it you've had time
2: those are four great things to think about alex but i just kind of you know, you said don't watch news, right? And, you know, get right. the news off. Well, that probably means Facebook too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to be very judicious with that too. People think that's the news, you know, and it's like, oh, come on. You know, like yesterday we saw an article, uh, the, the beaches in Arizona are getting crowded. <laughs> and it's like some people responded to that like, wow, why don't they stop it? yeah and it's mm-hmm. like oh come on but anyway yeah the news is is really tearing us apart right now so no it's it's like, true
1: see facebook I and mean, another news bonus for everyone who's watching if you haven't figured it out facebook youtube google they aren't your friend they don't ultimately care about whether or not you have a good life can we all finally put this away we all know this. Do, does Do any of the major news anchors get up in the morning and go, I wonder what Alex and Cheryl are doing. I wonder what's best for them in their life. No, they don't.
0: Yeah. Now, it seems like I'm casting
1: oral dispersions, but we can see from their behavior that's not really a high priority for them. So if it's not a high priority for them, why are you internalizing everything they're saying?
0: Right, right. absolutely. And giving them the clicks and the shares and the yes. likes and the everything no. else.
1: No, you have friends like, I'm sorry. Some people are friends with you guys. They know you and they won't watch you, but they'll watch CNN. Right. Why don't you support Cheryl and Dan instead of feeding a major corporate monolith that literally could not care if you lived or died. Right.
0: Exactly. And some don't care. It's like a, something so ridiculous that it gets a bunch of shares because people are like, can you believe they said (laughs) this or showed that or whatever? and, and, The person who wrote the ridiculous or created the ridiculous is sitting back there going, yes, this is Money. Exactly.
1: Yep. Um, Add revenue to Ching.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And of course, you know, we, um, we're going to get to, you know, how people can find your book and that sort of thing, but we can do a quick early plug on that. Um, you know, it's kind of like how that, where do I start? Okay. I've got these great questions, but if I don't have any new thoughts in my mind, if I don't have any new ideas bubbling around in there because I've kind of just gone, you know, mushy headed watching too much of the pre chewed uh, garbage on the television. um, I think your book is a great place to start. Hold that back up for folks.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. This is anatomy of a warrior. It's available on Amazon. You can just search Anatomy of a Warrior. My website is AlexLanche, L-A-N-S-H-E.com. You can't buy it directly from the website, but the website links you to Amazon as well. Absolutely. Um,
0: And he likes clicks and shares too, don't we all?
1: (laughs) No, um, but in truth though, I am not in service of the clicks. If you don't want to get what I have, don't get it. There There are a billion other places you can start. It's not about whether or not you come to me but you need to ask yourself those questions if you haven't asked them, and be open to where they lead. That's the scary part. If you really pursue the truth, you can find it. But you have to be open.
0: But people like you know, especially if you're mushy-headed right now, and you know, I think we've all been mushy-headed at some point in our lives. I'm sure
1: there's something I'm still mushy-headed about.
0: Oh, for sure, right? Um, and that's part of that one of those virtues: being um, mm-hmm. self-aware and and humble and all those things. But um, you know, we don't even understand what truth is because we have been fed so many lies for so long. Yep,
1: and sound that, bites, slogans.
0: Yes, and so is there, again, I think your book is excellent, an excellent place to start, but is there kind of a a philosophy 101 out there? I mean, uh, like wh- where would someone go that they don't feel like, oh my gosh, he just handed me like, you know, we <laughs> right. gotta, you know, all this I mean, massive stuff. Yeah, or so yeah. mentally heavy that it it just becomes too much. Do you,
1: no, that's I mean, a good question. That's a good question. I, I'm not aware of one particular like book that just sums it all up real simply, but uh the big takeaway on that is you do you can keep things simple. Like there is a point where philosophy gets so complicated and dumb, and it's why <laughs> people can make fun of it because it's like, well. You know, you're asking questions that are totally absurd that don't have any relevance to anything. So it doesn't have to get that far out there. Again, those four questions we brought up are down to earth. They're personal to you.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So start in the realm of the personal.
2: Confession. If you asked me what that meant, Mm -hmm. I don't think I could give you an answer. Philosophy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's terrible. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying I'm in it. But when I listen to these four questions, I mean how many people wake up in the morning and do that and by doing that how much of a better person you could be by figuring this stuff out
0: oh for it's sure It's amazing for sure. thank you and on that point cuz i was going to say uh you know watching the movie about jrr R. tolkien tolkien <laughs> got to say it fast tolkien it's just his name tolkien i learned so much more about like where his Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and all that even came from, because right. I wasn't, I just kind of like, that wasn't my thing. My son-in-law will disown me for saying that out loud because he, <laughs> he loves that's those books, those stories. Yeah, it's got
1: some diehard followers.
0: Yes. Um, but I was just always kinda like, I don't know, it's just a bunch of fighting and it's dark and it's I don't know. <laughs> but then when I see his life, the way it was portrayed in this movie at least, um, I mean, that's even a place you could start is studying the life of someone else who really tears ideas apart and just works them like a Rubik's Cube puzzle and and tries to to fit you know a personal morality into you know he, he was in world war one I, I believe it was and like all the stuff <laughs> that goes on with that and that that they're asked to do as, right. as soldiers and you know um wrestling with uh those kind of concepts and ideas and of course um his friend who uh, c.s lewis Oh my mm-hmm. goodness, his life story is amazing. So even just, you know, if you like biographies, maybe that's right. a place to at least start.
1: Well, and other other questions that are related to that, you know, because again, these these questions, there's ones you can go even deeper that are still very simple that you, maybe people haven't asked in a long time. And so one is, do you believe there is a truth? Mm. Does truth even exist? So you have to know this. If you don't know this, why would you believe anybody when they say anything? Now I have a news. Anyway, right. of, you know we we're talking about truth. So newsflash: if you ask, "Is there a truth?" and you say, "No," I'm going to ask you, "Are you sure about that? Is it true? There's no truth. So it's it's pretty conclusive at this point. Something has to be true. So it's your job to figure out what it is. <laughs> if you got to figure that out on your own, that's fine. Ask yourself the question. You know, you need to ask yourself too. Do I believe in right and wrong? Do I believe there is good and evil? You have to ask those fundamental questions before anything else even really matters.
0: Hmm. See, that is so important
1: because it informs um, everything, all your behaviors, how you win the gun argument, all this, none of that matters. If you haven't even figured out the basics and I, I feel people's pain because these schools don't teach you this.
0: It's so true. But I think that the, the new fallback position people have is, well, it's my truth. And we're not saying that people don't have their own set of experiences and that sort of thing, but it's right. like they want to negate that there might Actual be. Actual truth. Yeah.
1: Like, like two plus two is four is not dependent on my experience or my feelings or just cause I decided in my head, that's how I like it to be. Yeah. So there's a, in philosophy, the postmodernist branch are the people that really started to just throw everything to the wind, like, well. Is there truth? Who knows? Who cares? doesn't really matter. You can be whatever you want. You can be an airplane if you choose to be an airplane. And then it just got ridiculous. You're like, no, there are actual truths. And everyone knows this because everyone behaves that way. Everybody drives their car as if when they were to crash into someone, it would hurt. It would cause pain. Well, how do you know that? If you've never been in an accident, how do you know it's going to hurt? Well, you, but you know it. You wouldn't say that you don't know that. You wouldn't be like, well, I guess I don't know since I've never been in a wreck. No, you wouldn't say that. You know it would hurt. You know it would cause damage. But you don't, technically speaking, know that from experience. You're appealing to a different type of truth to even know that because you haven't experienced it. Right. Well, I know someone who did. Well, that doesn't mean anything. They could be lying.
2: Right. Well, attention all listeners. If you feel that you want to be an airplane, do that at your own risk, please. <laughs>
1: right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly well because we you can't all behave. be a pilot unless you know that it's true that you have to actually fly it the right way right right. <laughs> we don't all you
0: fly in the plane then right we all behave as though gravity yes. is a real thing
1: yes now, we all maybe, behave as if there is a truth
0: right it, maybe you want to call gravity by a different name and maybe use a different language right. i don't you know but at some right. level We all understand that if the apple will drop, the apple will drop.
1: Right, Exactly. Yeah. We're not talking about the linguistics of it. We're not saying, well, people have chosen to call this a certain thing. No. And I don't even believe that. Anyway, words have meaning. The meaning comes first or else you couldn't even have communication.
2: Mm. But they're trying to take that away. I mean, you know, a boy, can a boy still be a boy or, you know, it's. That's what they want to do. Right.
1: And and that's
0: either true or it's not. That is, that is true. And I, I have loved this discussion. I could go on forever because this is my candy. (laughs) I I just love the, you know, wrestling with ideas and, and really, you know, talking about words themselves and going back to the etymology of a word and when did a word come into being and what was going on at that time and how has it evolved? And I love all of that stuff. Um, And uh, we'll, we'll definitely have you back on again, but I, I thought what a perfect moment in time to bring you on, to encourage people that Thank you know, you. oh, absolutely. You know, we can be expanding our horizons in ways that we wouldn't have if we weren't on some kind of stay at home order or quarantine or whatever. Right. And um, you know, choose to fill our minds with things that we're, we're actively wrestling with. I guess even if that's the news, but if you're, if you're just (laughs) swallowing it down instead of actively wrestling with it, then um, stop doing that first thing, do the second thing. And um, just as we're going out, uh, Alex Lanshee, please tell folks how they can follow you and the work that you do um, and, and get your books, your multiple books um, and any, other things that you have happening. I don't have any speaking engagements, kind of like me right now, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when we are the back. The events to in
1: tourism industry has uh, <laughs> taken a sharp decline recently.
0: Yes. Um, sure. You
1: know, <clears throat> but yes, yeah, so alexlanche.com. It's A L E X L A N S H E.com. You can get a bunch of old blogs up there and uh, resources and links to the books. You can also just search for Anatomy of a Warrior on Amazon. If you search anatomy of a warrior on Facebook, you'll find my official page and it's warrior millennial on uh, Instagram.
2: Very, very good.
0: Hold your book up one more time.
2: Alex, thank you for uh, bringing the light out. I mean, I've learned some things today. Thank you.
1: Oh, no, my pleasure, Dan. Thank you so much for having me on. This is my bread and butter as well. Absolutely. I always enjoy having these conversations.
0: Well, and you're an encouragement to us because you're a young person. Um, comparatively speaking uh, to us who are grandparents <laughs> now, <laughs> uh, the millennial generation is starting to get a little bit older, but, you know, uh, right. they're still, um, you know, comparatively younger and, and you give us hope that there are Thank people you. out there that are truly doing their best to wrestle with um, concepts and ideas and, and virtues truth. and truth. Yes. All right. Alex Lanshee. Thank you so much. Bye 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 now. All right. Holy cow. I love all of that. It's
2: going to be something to think about for a couple of days.
0: It really is like every day, really, you know, especially, you know, I think some of us are getting into kind of a, wow, our routine has gotten really small, you know? Um, I keep seeing all these memes and uh, t-shirts and things like that that say like, okay, so world tour, uh, living room palooza, you know, and (laughs) kitchen, uh, you know, they're trying to make it like their travel is, you know, sounds bigger and better than it is, but it's just, you know, different rooms of their home. And so our routines have gotten a lot smaller, and I think if we you know keep these thoughts in mind, especially if you are wanting to still you know tune in and have the news playing, um, you know think about what are what are virtues, what are your personal virtues, um, the four big questions, like you said, how does all that fit into what we're being told to believe every day? Um, I think that's going to be a life changing
2: opportunity. Yeah. What if we had our politicians answer those four questions before we voted for them?
0: Mm -hmm. Then we'd
2: kind of know what direction they were going to lead us in. Right.
0: That's true. I mean, they can still lie. Then we decide whether or not
2: we'd pray for them or not. (laughs) You're leading me
0: into the, the wrap up, the wind down. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think we should pray for all of them anyway, but, um, Anyway, let me first thank our awesome listeners. You could be doing anything. You could be in any room of your house. (laughs) You could be anywhere, right? Yep. Um, But you are choosing to spend your time uh, with us, listening to us and our amazing guests. Thank you so much, uh, Alex Lanshee, for taking the time to come and give us a chance to learn about what you know, what you have learned. And uh, until next time. Pray for our nation. Pray for our leaders, representatives, whatever you want to call them. Pray for them. All of them? All of them, Dan. Even the ones you don't like, especially the ones that maybe didn't answer the questions the way you wished.
2: (laughs) Don't think about it. I'll let you know.
0: Okay. Very good. Be good to each other. Have a great week and God bless.